It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done. Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done, but don't worry because our good friends over at CBDMD have exactly what you need to help you unwind and sleep harder than an all-star voters are sleeping on Bama to bio. Sleep PM bath salts fuse with superior CBD and menthol with a mixture of Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bathtub into a luxurious spa experience and give you the relaxation you desperately deserve and make it even easier to relax, regroup and recharge. They're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order. When you use promo code NBA at checkout. So once again, that's cbdmd.com promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from cbdmd.com cbdmd.com promo code NBA for 25% off your next purchase of superior CBD products from cbdmd.com. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405 362 7128. On today's show, brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is an app that you can download and enjoy live hangout sessions with your favorite creators, including myself. We're going to have a live hangout on Thursday afternoon on Locker Room. So download the app from the Apple App Store on your phone, on your iPad, whatever the case may be. You can join the room in Locker Room that I'm in. I'll, I'll tweet it out to you on Thursday. It'll be in the afternoon sometime Thursday. 
And from there, you can type messages live to me. You can ask to be put on stage where you can actually talk to me. And we can hang out there for 30 to an hour, 30 minutes to an hour on Locker Room. So that's who's bringing you the show today. On today's show, we're going to dive into this team, where it's going, and talk about this game against the Chicago Bulls. So I, I want to look into this game specifically first as we go to the game overview the way we always do. In this game, George Hill was again out. He has that thumb injury. Josh Hall was out. He has that knee injury. Darius Basie was still out with that shoulder contusion. Lou Dort was out with that toe injury. And then Al Horford rests again. So Al Horford, Al Horford was surprisingly out in this game as well. Svi Mikhailuk was active, but he was not yet ready uh, to play. Mark told us before the game that he was active, but not in the set rotation because he's still doing some onboarding stuff. And I think that that's kind of what separates Oklahoma City from other places. Look, I know that Svi is not supposed to be this long-term piece for the Thunder. I think that you know, we've all agreed that we don't see him that way, at least as of right now, as a long-term piece. But the fact that the Thunder don't rush this kind of stuff and kind of do take the time to onboard guys and and treat it like it's a real job. you got to get integrated within the system and integrated within this team before you step on the floor. I think that that kind of separates them from some teams who just kind of throw guys in there as soon as transactions get made. Now, that doesn't really matter so much, but the big headline was Al Horford resting again. And then the Thunder starters today were SGA, Tail Maldon, Poku, Isaiah Roby, and Moses Brown. Look, there's so much to dive into. Let's start with let's start with Al Horford, and then we'll get to Moses Brown. We'll get to what all this means moving forward. Al Horford rests in this game. After resting on Sunday, this game against Chicago was not the front end of a back-to-back or anything. After a week off with the All-Star game, with the All-Star break. So he's had a week off, and then he rests the second night of back-to-back against Memphis, which is typical, and then rests again. What does this mean, right? What does it mean for the big picture? Everyone's freaking out. Does this mean that Al Horford is shut down? Does this mean that they're waiting for a trade? What does it mean? Well, I think that the Thunder are an organization, and we saw that before the game whenever Joe Mazzotto asked if Al Horford was shut down or something or something was a fluff with Al Horford. They assure that nothing was wrong. It's a part of the plan to attack this aggressive schedule in the second half whenever games are just going to be flying left and right. So they blamed it on the schedule. I think we all kind of knew that they'd do that. No one expects this Thunder organization who's so tight-lipped to come out and say, oh, yeah, we're looking to trade Al Horford, and we're just waiting it out till we find a partner. That was never going to be the case for Al Horford. I think that what this does say, though, is the again, affirmation that this team is trying to get a look at young guys and evaluate their young talent. And they're not prioritizing winning. They're prioritizing looking at young players. And and that's been clear this entire time. Every move that Sam Presti has made to this point has gotten this team worse, but has gotten this team more looks at, at young talent. And that's where this team is at. And in this game, the young talent, this Misfit toy group goes on a 22 to three run, takes the lead after being down 17 points or 18 points, whatever it was, takes the lead and looks good. And then of course they fall back down and lose by like 20 points or whatever. And they lose, but still they made a run in this game, but the front office is making moves to make this team worse. If this front office wanted to win, they wouldn't make a lot of the moves that they're making. They, they wouldn't have done a lot, that, a lot that they did in the off season. They wouldn't rest out Horford in this game. It, it, it's clear what the front office wants. And so when you look at wins, I think that it's hard to give the credit to Sam Presti. I think that Sam Presti is the best GM in the sport. I've said that often. 
I still think he's the best GM in the sport. I still think that you should trust Sam Presti no matter what happens. But in terms of who gets the credit for playing hard and for winning games in this specific season, it's not Sam Presti. Sam Presti's tried to make this team a bad team, and he has not yet fulfilled that goal. And he's still working towards that. And as we'll talk about other moves he'll make later on in this episode, but it, the players do deserve credit here because no matter what obstacle is thrown in their way, if it's resting Mike Muscala all but like 14 minutes in the second half of this season, if it is you know, trading away whoever gets traded away next, Hamadou Diallo was the first domino to fall, who, of course, you got worse by trading him. If it's being super cautious with your young guys and, and, and having this team go out there and play without George Hill, a starter, Darius Baisley, a starter, Lou Dort, a starter, Al Horford, a starter, if it's without four starters, it doesn't matter. They're going to play hard. They're going to try their best, and they're going to compete. And so they deserve a ton of credit for that. But do not do not conflict the two. Sam Presti's made it really clear what the motive is here. The motive is to not prioritize winning and prioritize young players. And the young players are stepping up in a big way, like Moses Brown. Like Kendrick Williams, who was just salary filler for the, for the Stephen Adams trade, and now all of a sudden is a valuable piece that any contender would be lucky to get their hands on, but the Thunder should view him as a long-term rotational piece. Kenny Hustle would really help out that Pelicans team right now. You know, he'd, he'd really help out every team in the NBA. Every team can use a Kenny Hustle. So again, the front office has done everything they can to not prioritize winning. And so whenever winning happens or winning spurts happen, it's all going back to the players. And that's why I've said the only bad outcome is the middle. If you make the playoffs, that just means that your young players like SGA and whenever they're healthy, Lou and Darius and uh, Teo and Poku, that they took an, an amazing leap that nobody predicted and they showed out and they earned their way to the playoffs. If you tank, that means that your that your season goal was fulfilled and that you got what you wanted. If you finish in the middle, though, you accomplish almost nothing and it's just a wasted season. So that's why the middle is the only dangerous outcome here because with every passing day, it's more and more clear what this front office wants to do. Now, just as you can build a contending team, that's not good enough to win a championship. You can build a tanking team. That's not good enough or bad enough. I should say to get the top overall pick. But once again, this roster got thrown to the wolves. And once again, for the most part, they stood up to the test and they handled it fairly well, especially at 22-3 to three run. Now, they did come out flat a little bit. They did have the down spurt and eventually got blown out in this game, and this game was kind of meaningless from the middle of the third quarter on. But still, there were some bright spots like Moses Brown, like SGA in the first half, like Poku looking comfortable. There were some different things to pull from this game. But at every turn, the front office makes their motives clear. And I'm, I'm not sure who or who would argue against that, Right, You can say that the players themselves have done a better job than the front office thinks that they would, but the front office itself has made their goals clear. And the players are a special group that they can band together and withstand that because they can say the right things, but it's it's hard whenever you start to see guys like Diallo get shipped off and not think, well, look, we're, we're getting worse here with every transaction being made why are you tearing down this team? Kind of have that feeling in your, in your head and then have that translate to, to your play on the floor. They've been able to compartmentalize that. Again, this roster, the longest tenured players are SGA, Baisley, Dort, Muscala. They've seen this roster get torn to shreds since the offseason, since the bubble ended. 
And yet every game they come out and compete and every game they put that to the side and play their best brand of basketball. And that deserves a ton of praise. We'll talk about SGA and of course, Moses Brown coming up, including a trade that possibly happened during this game, as well as what Mike Muscala and his future looks like in Oklahoma City. But first, I want to tell you again about our good friends over at Locker Room. Listen, Locker Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and free to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. We will have our first Locked on Thunder hangout on Locker Room, which will happen every Thursday. And we'll experiment with the times of it, see what works for everybody. But for this Thursday, it's going to be at 11.30 a.m. Central Time. I'll tweet the link out on Thursday. But if you want to get prepared, you can follow me on Locker Room, Rylan underscore Styles. Same as my Twitter account, R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can join the room on Thursday. It'll be about 30 minutes to an hour of just us hanging out. You can ask questions in the in the traditional typing comment box, but you can also request to come on stage, and that allows you to voice your takes and to talk to me directly about your takes. It'll be a lot of fun, so join us over at Locker Room on Thursday, and we'll do this once a week at least to hang out and talk thunder over there. So again, all you have to do to get in on that is to download the Locker Room app for free on the iOS App Store. Create a, create a profile, join the NBA group, and I'll be in there on Thursday at 11.30. Follow me again at Ryland underscore styles to be notified every time that I go live. And please do not forget to come with your spiciest takes. I already have one very hot take we're going to dive into at the top of the show on Thursday. It'll be a ton of fun. So again, tune in, locker room app on the iOS app store. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but is chewable in form at the fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combine all forms of ED that can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their many licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for uh, for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew cellophane and telephane tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from an extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. When you use Locked On, you only have to pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to receive the first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. I want to tell you about Locked On Today. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with the new Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on radio.com app or wherever else you get your podcast from. And now we're back with Locked On Thunder. And we talked about why the players deserve a ton of credit for what's happened so far this year. But in this game, let's single out Moses Brown, who seemingly got every record in the book just about in this game. 
So this is all per the Thunder PR, and there's a lot to get to about Moses Brown. Number one, Moses Brown is now one of five second-year players in the last 10 years to post a 20-point, 15-rebound, and five-block game. The other players, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, and Miles Turner. That's the list. That's the company Moses Brown just joined. Now, this also comes from Thunder PR. Moses Brown is the second player in Thunder history to record a 20-plus point, 15-plus rebounds, and 5-plus blocks in a game since Serge Ibaka. So only Ibaka and Brown have accomplished that stat line. Moses Brown. I mean, the, the thing that I wrote in my notes is, what is he? What is he? I mean, he's a two-way guy right now that provides something very interesting for this team. He's a 7-2 center who can run the floor, who has a high motor, who is very athletic, and does a lot of things. He has a lot of tools about his game, the rebounding and the ability to receive those dump-off passes. Again, this game, 20 points for him, 16 rebounds, and five blocks to go along with just one turnover. And he goes 56% from the floor and two for three from the free throw line. Also, I love the fact that he had eight offensive and eight defensive rebounds in this game. That's pretty cool. You cannot deny that Moses Brown is a fun player to watch and an interesting player to watch. And in only his second year and only 19 games into his NBA career, or I think last night was his 20th game, so only 20 games into his NBA career at 21 years old, Moses Brown is fascinating moving forward during these next, you know, this year, next year, when you're still kind of exploring a young roster. I think that long-term, what can Moses Brown be? Obviously, you could look at this the most optimistic way possible and say, well, if everything breaks right and you trust this Thunder developmental staff, maybe he can be an above-average role player or even a starter. I think that that's going to go a little bit too far. Not oftentimes do guys reach their tippity-top ceiling. I think a more realistic role for Moses Brown is a nice rotational piece and then a very nice change of pace center that you throw in there as a contending team to give a different look than what you give off typically. Being versatile will be a big deal moving forward in the modern NBA. And if you are struggling on one night to get a rebound or, or to match up with a different team, having Moses Brown as your 12th man is a huge advantage. It allows you to kind of use him in that kind of Boban type role, if you will. And if that's your floor, if, if Boban's your floor, that is a pretty good floor for a guy who's on a two-way contract, his second two-way deal of his NBA career, two different teams on the two-way contract. And I think just basketball-wise and, and skill-wise, he's better than Boban. And Boban is this veteran who's been in the NBA for almost 300 games. He's almost played 300 NBA games, 250, after today's game against the Clippers. And he's hung around. He's 32 years old at 7'4". And I think Moses Brown's better than Boban. I think he's better than Boban really ever was at this stage at 21 years old, Moses Brown is. And whenever you can carve out a pathway or a similarity to a player, then yes, that's kind of a track record. That's kind of proving to you that, yeah, Moses Brown can have some staying power here. He can be at a different spot for two, three years. He can be a kind of a longevity player of the NBA that has a lot of longevity to his career. I think that he's another nice two-way pickup, and I don't think he's that much of a gimmick. I've been saying that since the since the bubble, whenever people were kind of saying, oh, yeah, well, he's playing so well because he's just 7'2", and he's bigger than everybody else. No, he he has tools about him. He has some skill sets. He has a skill set about him that's more than just his height. I'm intrigued by Moses Brown, and 
I think that the Thunder are doing the right thing here with their front office and roster construction of saying we'd rather watch Moses Brown play more than, than watch Al Horford play every single night. Al Horford's done enough to showcase that he can still play. Everyone knows what we have in Al Horford. The only thing for Al Horford that he can do from here on out is either, God forbid, get hurt or regress in some way. Because even if he's sustainably good and sustainably with the good player he has been to this point, it doesn't really move the needle that much. Not as much as if we find another diamond in the rough like Moses Brown, who you could look up next year and he could be on that Lou Dort bargain contract. But to give out that long-term NBA deal, you have to know this guy can really play. And 10 games is not a big enough sample size. 19 games in his NBA career is not a big enough sample size. He needs to get that sample size as much as possible in this season to see where he's at long-term. And you do that by resting Al Horford, which the NBA rules allow for since you're not going to play on national television. And if you can get Moses Brown on a, on a team-friendly bargain of a deal, which I, I firmly believe no matter what he does the rest of the way that you will be able to this offseason, add him to the list of young, controllable talent. SGA is going to get that max offer sheet, obviously. But besides him, Tails on a really good team-friendly deal. Poku is on that, is on that first contract. Moses Brown, Lou Dort, uh, Darius Baisley, all on that first contract, all on that bargain, you know, for, for Dorton and Brown, that bargain contract. Ty Jerome's on that first contract from the first round pick uh, that he was. You look around, and after you move on from Al Horford, you're not really paying anyone except for SGA whenever you do max him out, which gives the best GM in the sport, who has seemingly unlimited draft capital, which is unlimited draft assets, a clean cap sheet with the flexibility to do whatever the heck he wants to do. It's a great thing. That is a really, really great thing for this Thunder future. And Moses Brown is a guy that no matter what direction this season heads from here on out, he's a reason why you tune in. He's a reason why you tune in because you need to see if this 7-2 guy who was a McDonald's All-American, who was this highly talented prospect, if he can can catch on and be a part of the future and a part of the core long-term. There's so many storylines to watch for for the Thunder. It's unbelievable, even despite what their record might trend and end up being. But right now, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It is Built Bar March Madness. We've been telling you about Built Bar for some time now. Built Bar is low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, an amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it's time to decide who is the best-tasting protein bar, who is the best-tasting Built Bar. It's Built Bar March Madness, and we have an entire tournament going of all the different Built Bar flavors. If you're a long-term Locked On Thunder listener, you know that my favorite is the Cookies and Cream Built Bar. So make sure that we stuff the ballot boxes and make sure that Built Bar Cookies and Cream wins this entire tournament. Today's matchup is peanut butter against coconut puff. I'm going to go peanut butter, especially the brand new peanut butter crisp flavors. They're incredible. The peanut butter flavors, and again, especially that peanut butter crisp flavor, tastes like a Reese's bar. It's it's Chef's Kiss. You got to move that on to the, to the next round. Of course, the only buzzsaw in this tournament is Cookies and Cream. All the flavors are phenomenal, but Cookies and Cream is so incredible that we need to stuff the ballot box for them. You can go vote BuiltBar.com or at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. Remember to use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar from Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off 
your next order. I want to tell you about good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. We bet on every single Thunder game. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. We got March Madness this weekend. It's so much fun. Bet on all your sports at BetOnline.ag. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. Go to BetOnline.ag. Again, BetOnline.ag. Promo code LOCKEDON gets you that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I want to tell you about Wednesdays on the LOCKEDON NBA podcast it's small market meets big market Wednesdays on the Locked On Podcast Network on Locked On NBA Podcast. Join Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans and John Corrales of Locked On Celtics for a look at the NBA week from all angles. Follow Locked On NBA Podcast today wherever you get your podcasts from, including the radio.com app. SGA was special in that first half. He had 17 first half points. And he finishes with 21 points in this game. He did have two steals. He had one assist, one rebound. And the big glaring stat is not the one block. It's not even the 58% from the floor. It's the eight turnovers. He's a young point guard. It's his first year as the point guard. And he's playing with tail mouth on Moses Brown, Alexei Pukashevsky, and Isaiah Roby. Not exactly great spacing in that, in that starting five. Off the bench, he's playing with Kenny Hustle, Ty Jerome, Darius Miller, and Justin Jackson. That is the only players who played tonight for the Thunder. That is it. I'm not going to harp on the one big turnover night from SGA. When he's playing with this cast of characters, he's proven time and time again throughout his career, but especially this season, that he's not careless, that he's a smart player, that he's going to bounce back. He had a really good first half, and then nobody had a good second half. So that's just kind of the par for the course. Look, this Thunder team, right? This Thunder team goes out here tonight and... With those players, they only got to the free throw line 13 times. SGA sometimes gets there 13 times by himself. As a team, they got there 13 times. They got out-rebounded. They made only seven threes in 2021. They had no rhythm offensively, no groove offensively. You're going to get beat when you do that. The starters did not play any defense. They were missing Lou Dort dramatically. Uh, Duh. I mean, again, I saw the whole embarrassment routine going on on Twitter. Not everything is an embarrassment. Some things are just a bad night. I'm Nobody's embarrassed by the defense that they played tonight. They didn't play good defense. You move on and you play better defense against Atlanta. If, you, if you're going to get so entrenched in every single game of the NBA season, you will not survive the NBA season. That was not an embarrassing showing. It was a lackluster showing, which happens to even the New York Knicks were the best defense in the NBA. It's a game you forget about and a game you've on from. You take away the 22-3 run that, that the Thunder had. You take away Moses Brown's good game. You take away SGA's first half. And you take away the fact that despite the box score, Alexei Pukashevsky looked very comfortable as an NBA player, looked very at home, looked like he belonged. And once again, you see that strong mentality from your first-round pick who many people thought wouldn't even play this year. Remember we had to fight off that narrative on Locked on Thunder about, oh, Poku's not even going to come over or, oh, Poku's going to come over but not even play at all. We've always said he's going to play. He's going to play and he looks he looks comfortable. Now he's got to have that translate to more and more games like Sunday, but that's going to come with time. He's the youngest player in the entire NBA. And even whenever this next group of prospects comes into the NBA, he'll still be among the youngest players in the entire NBA. It's going to take years for him to develop into the player he needs to be. But the good thing is he looked confident. 
Another big storyline in this game is the fact that Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer just drops out this incredible trade rumor where he says that the Heat and Thunder are discussing Trevor Ariza being traded to Miami and that the Thunder are seeking a second-round pick in return and, and folks, that there's multiple playoff teams interested in this Trevor Ariza package and, and getting involved in getting Ariza. Any asset you get for Ariza, a guy who's not playing at all, is considered a win. I don't care if you get back a contract that you automatically cut. I don't care if you get back a guy like Iguodala who will not even report to a small market with no chance to win. I don't care what you get as long as there's a draft pick attached to it in some form or fashion. You have won the trade because I'm I'm just sick and tired of year after year, the NBA world gets enamored with Trevor Ariza and they just cling to Trevor Ariza as if he's going to be the savior of a franchise or he's going to be this missing piece for a championship run. Newsflash, folks, he's washed up. He's not good. He has not been good in some time now. He's not the missing piece. He'll not be the difference in you hoisting up the Larry O'Brien trophy. And you're just handing Sam Presti more picks for no reason. But the Thunder will gladly take those picks, and Trevor Ariza will be a non-factor moving forward. And I'm fully confident in this take, and if I'm wrong, I will clip this take and put the Curb Your Enthusiasm music under it as Trevor Reza hoists the Finals MVP award, but I'm not going to have to do that because Trevor Reza is not very good. But the takeaway here is that the trade has not happened yet, right? It's not happened just yet. The Thunder still have leverage because there's still a lot of playoff teams who want Trevor Reza. And just as we said about the Diallo trade, the floodgates are opening. From buckle up, it's time to hit that refresh button nonstop on Twitter, on Reddit, wherever you consume your news, because trades are going to start happening fast and furious. The Thunder have a lot of guys to deal, including Mike Muscala, who yet again didn't play. What other reason would you not play Mike Muscala in a game in which these are the only players who logged minutes? Isaiah Roby, Alexei Pukashevsky, Moses Brown, Teo Maldon, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Kendrick Williams, Ty Jerome, Darius Miller, Justin Jackson. That's the only players who logged minutes for the Thunder. And yet, Mike Muscala is a DNP coach's decision after having a really, really good year from beyond the arc in a game in which you had a 22-3 run. You came back in this game. You took the lead in this game, which you're getting down 18 early, and your offense was disoriented almost the entire time. You really could have used an offensive spark here. The only reason you don't play Matt Muscala is because, one, you want to explore the young players on your team, and two, you're trying to move them. The Thunder are trying to move Muscala. Will they get a nibble or a bite? Who knows? But they're trying to move Muscala just based on, right, just based on the facts that we have here that he's played 14 minutes since the All-Star break after being really good this year. And he can help a contending team. He can really help a contending team. So Muscala is a guy that has to be traded. Trevor Reza, that trade has to be official. George Hill, right? Al Horford, try to move him. Now, I still don't think you can trade Al Horford, but look, it's Sam Presti. I'm not going to put anything past Sam Presti. He is a magician at all this stuff. We'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow. Who knows? News might break between now and tomorrow about trades or about these rumors themselves. So a lot to dive into on Locked on Thunder, the daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from, including the radio.com app or anywhere else. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow me on Locker Room for our special live hangout Thursday afternoon 
at Rylan underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. We will see you tomorrow, so be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Thunder. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.